It's time for another power-packed episode of Headspace with Dr. Mike. Each week, Dr. Mike is committed to addressing real life, sometimes polarizing and controversial issues, while offering practical and informed insight. Listen in as we discuss hot topics that matter to us and the communities we live in. Good morning, Headspacers. Good morning, 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 morning. Woo! It is another episode of Headspace with Dr. Mike. I am your boy, Dr. Mike, and uh, we have Mitchell back. I tell you what, y'all, Mitchell, he, he keep on coming through. We may have to just uh, have him there. My mama is in the house. Mama, how you doing? Good to see you this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We are here. Uh, I want to give a special shout out to all of you who tune in at 11 a.m. Eastern time on Saturdays for the live broadcast. Um, those of you that are tuned in right now, why don't you go ahead and click like, share, uh, make sure you comment during the course of the show because we see these things. We love for your interactions. It actually adds to the whole experience. Um, but then also I want to give a shout out to those of you who tune in on via our podcast as soon as the episode finishes airing on Saturday, we send it to all the many of the podcast areas, um, all the platforms for podcasting. And um, yeah, thank you so much for tuning in. Let us know how much you appreciate Headspace with Dr. Mike. And um, always got to give a special shout out to those who um, really helped make this thing become possible. And that is the Elevation Global Media Group. Cassandra Ferguson, CEO, president, visionary leader, Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for your love and support. And uh, we love being a part of the Elevation family. What's up, Kevin out of Denver? Kevin out of Denver, man. Got the regulars on here. Let us know where you're coming in from so we can uh, shout out. As always, make sure you comment because we enjoy it. Mitchell, fall is officially here now. It's, It's here. Like it's officially here. I tell you what, I had to step out the house this morning to um go do some stuff for my family. And um I woke up and was like, no, nah, let me put on a hoodie to you know make sure that I'm that I'm warm. This time it was to make sure that I'm warm, I promise you. But I went comfort. outside. It wasn't comfort this time. Well, it was, but it it was mainly to keep myself warm. But I stepped outside and was like, Ooh, wait a minute. Wait. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> yeah. So, did we, this, did we have this conversation, Mitchell? Are you a, a fall fan? Like, are you a fan of the fall? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, we so, did. so I was fussing y'all out today. I mean, not today, earlier this week. I had to drive, drive to the office. You know, we had the remnants of Hurricane Ian. By the way, those of you who are still recovering from Hurricane Ian, please know we are praying with and for and about you all. I mean, just the devastation that occurred from it. Um, and, and the fact that it's still going to be, it's going to be here for a while. So um, definitely know that um, you are loved and supported and we're, we're really lifting you up. Um, we, you know, we got the remnants of it up here in Baltimore. And so like it was, we had a rainy weekend and then it carried into Monday. Monday was just horrible. And I had to go to the office for work and I pretty much work from home, but there are a couple of days where I do have to go to the office. And I was telling you, I hated the commute on Monday because it was just rainy and people didn't know how to drive and it was cold and dreary. And I was like, everybody that talks about loving fall, what I was seeing that day is what fall looks like for me. Like that's fall. Wow. (laughs) And you know what's crazy? I had to commute to school and I actually loved that day. I actually, I was here for it. I had my little sweater. I was cool. I had my little umbrella. You know, I had my music going in the mornings to, you know, keep myself a I had some coffee. Like, I was cool. I was cool. I was cool with it. Well, to each his own, I guess. Y'all yeah. can go and enjoy your little, your little, uh, yeah, your, your little time because that's a mess. I am not, I am not a fan. Y'all go and enjoy it. It's a little mess. To but nonetheless... Nonetheless, nonetheless, nonetheless. So um, let's see what is happening in the world today. First of all, first of all, Draymond Green plays for the Warriors. <laughs> Did you hear about that? <laughs> he popped 
one of his team members. And apparently knocked him out. <laughs> so let me be clear. Let me be clear. Let me be clear. I am not an advocate of violence. Like I'm not, that's not where I'm at. I'm I'm not. Look, if somebody hits you, you need to hit them back. But just going out provoking fights is not where I stand. But I have to say <laughs> that that video is straight comedy. And it's not, but it is because he knocked him the clear out. Like full force, too. <laughs> Like straight up, and I and actually I watched this video last night. Uh-huh. Mike Tysoned him. Yeah, literally. He did. Mike Tysoned him. And I couldn't help. And the and my thing about it is I pay attention to everything in the video. So, first of all, the way that like he walked up on him and like clocked him and the whole his whole body just a heat to the floor. I think was it Curry he knocked out? Carrie, Steph Curry? Was it Steph? I heard no, it was. No, it was Jordan Poole. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it was Jordan Poole. Yeah. Anyway, nonetheless, um, I I hope they get that worked out because I mean they're teammates and yeah, you're, you're with your team and so I. But you know, you know, I, I'm just gonna say this. I mean, look, we all have families and we all have those family members that get on our nerves. And dare I say, there are those family members that you like, you know, I really don't have time for this, but nobody else has, is able to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm hoping it's one of those things that they're going to get it worked out. Mm-hmm. I don't think this video was supposed to be released because I mean, this was during their, their practice time, I think. So I think that that's just, that's another issue too in itself. But nonetheless, I hope they do get that worked out. But that was crazy. And Draymond crazy. is known to be a... Uh, uh, a hot, a hot head. Yeah, he's known to be a hot head. So, I hope y'all get that worked out. And yeah, I mean, just that's just not. Because I feel way. like I feel like you know, with teams, you gotta you gotta find a way to work together. Just like I mean, like you said earlier, just like family. I mean, that's still your family, but you know, you still gotta find a way to come to some kind of some kind of consensus. I feel like something, something. Yeah. Nonetheless, I hope they get that worked out and mm-hmm. uh, and get that get that where they need to get it to. Um. So petty politics, right? Um, oh boy, Uncle Joe, President Joe Biden, he made a move, which I, I guess I can't be surprised because we're getting to the the, the midterms. So this is when stuff starts, you know, conveniently becoming a thing. And um, one of the things that did come up is uh, he has decided that he's going to pardon. Uh, Pardon those who, um, let's see, has um, been arrested for certain cases of marijuana possession, like little cases of marijuana possession. Um, Fascinating, right? I mean. Now, mind you, this is part of the aim to decriminalize marijuana. I think so. I think so. So one of the so here in Maryland, for instance, it is on the ballot to legalize marijuana, right? So legalize where it's it's not criminalized. You can actually it's right now as it stands, you have to have a medical reason for it, a medical card to be able to have it. But in places like Vegas, um, I think Washington DC even, you know, it's legal. Denver, Colorado, I know Kevin, you can speak to it in Denver. Um, it's legal, you know, you can go out and think, but the thing about it is it's still a federal, it's still criminalized on the federal level. I think what it means is like, if you're in federal, on federal land, on federal property, you could be still arrested. And because it's not legal on a federal level, like the, 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 the dispensaries that sell the marijuana and stuff, they can't necessarily keep their money that they earn from that in the banks, that are FDIC insured and stuff like that. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of drama. Plus, of course, you have the, like, if you go to Vegas, you can't, like, bring back some edibles legally because, you know, you're flying on a plane and right. transporting trip. So I, I think with that, but but to some, you know, this, 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 I, you know, I'm going to be honest with you, and people may not like this. I think it's a good look in that 
it's illegal, it's legal in many places now. And a lot of places there are still people arrested, even though it's legal, if that makes sense. Like they're still yep. in, in custody. And there's a disproportionate amount of black and brown folk that are in the jails because of that, right? Because they right. Know, the, the weed. So what are your thoughts? Like, you know, what are your thoughts on, on that whole situation? Oh, I guess Mitchell really has thoughts because he disappeared for it. Uh oh. So it's just me, apparently. I think Dr. Mike went out for a second. But to answer his question, like, I think he's cool. had some kind of major uh, breakdown. Um, like, what? I don't what know what just happened. happened. <laughs> like, what just went down? I don't but know what went down. So to, what answer your question, to answer your question, I think it's a good look. I, I think it's a good look for, like, for the midterms coming up. Yeah. He might have, he might, he might have pulled one. And I think because of the fact that so many people, medical or recreational, use it. It's like, okay, that's that's another, I guess, demographic demographic of people that he might have just found favor with. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I think it's a good look for him. Well, you know, we're going to, it, it, it remains to be seen what, what's really happening. And, um, you know, politics is just a crazy thing. Um, but we will stay tuned and see how it plays out. I tell you what, let's go ahead and take our first break. And I'm going to come back with my heads up. 2020 gave birth to a lot of endeavors. Here in 2021, everyone has had to get in touch with their inner producer. Our man Garrett Brace is one of those guys you need on your team. We at Headspace with Dr. Michael clients of his as he ensures all of our audio files are crisp, clean, and cool. If you have any audio, video, and even lighting needs, hit him up at G Walt Services on Instagram. Remember, G Walt Services, servicing all your audio, video, and lighting needs. So today's heads up, one of the things that uh, I was thinking about um, as I have been, um, you know, when I entered my 40s, it, it's, it's been amazing just to see just how First of all, I'm becoming set in my ways, which makes me laugh. But then number two, it also is amazing just to see how um, many of the things that my parents and those who are older than me kind of, um, you know, kind of shared with me that there were just concepts that just really are starting to make sense. Like, you know, you hear something and you believe it. it's never that never that I don't believe it, but it's something along the lines of, you know what, not only do I believe it, but I'm actually seeing what that means. And one of the things that I remember growing up um, and hearing all the time is that um, your blessings are on the way. And we should say this in church all the time, blessings are on the way. Um, are you ready for those blessings? Are you ready to receive it? And, you know, a lot of times we, it was this cliche. It's like, I'm ready to receive. I'm ready to receive. But the truth is we're not. And um, one of the things I was thinking about um, was a friend of mine. Um, we've had her on the show before, Frida Hobbs was talking on a, um, there was some kind of podcast or something she was talking on. And one of the things she talked about was back when Oprah Winfrey used to have her favorite things show. Um, one of the conversations that a member of her team would have with people who they were considering for that, if you know, favorite things was always when it was around the holiday times, when she talked about these are her favorite items and, and things and what would happen is it would like boost sales and stuff for many of these people that may not even have been known before this would feature. And um, one of the things they said to them was, we want to feature you. However, we need to know that you're ready for what's about to happen. And, and, and I love that because what they basically said was, and I, I want you to really receive what I'm saying here, because I think somebody needs to hear this today, is that because of my track record, speaking on Oprah's behalf, because of my track record, what I've seen happen in the past um, with people by me putting my name on it, I recognize the impact that I have, that as a result of that, what's going to happen is you're going to see a transformation and breakthrough in your business. 
And the question is, are you ready for that? And there were some businesses that actually were featured later on down the road because at the time they didn't have the infrastructure set up. They weren't ready for the sales. You know, um, if those of you watch Real Housewives of Atlanta, one of the biggest complaints right now is Shiba Sheree. After about 14 years or so, she was able to actually get her her fashion show and get her clothing line out. But then even then the website wasn't ready and the product wasn't ready to go out. And I mean, this happens to a lot of entrepreneurs. What happens is they they get the word out about it, but then they're not prepared for what's going to happen afterwards. So I want to fast forward to you all. There's some things that you believe that God has said, or, or just you, you believe that God has said for you, or he's given you vision of things and he's given you some, I, I he's given you some ideas for some things. And the question is, what are you doing to be prepared for what happens when that thing breaks through? What Are you ready to receive that career change that you've been praying about? Are you ready to be in a position of that relationship that you've been asking for? Like what, what it is that you're doing? What is it that you're putting in to get yourselves ready for the blessing that is going to happen? Because guess what? His word is what it is. Like he's always said, he's going to meet us at our needs. He's going to give us everything that we're asking for. So the question is like, are you ready for that? Like you've been praying for this thing. You've been asking for this thing. You've been asking for this business breakthrough. You've been asking for this house in this, this house or this, this, um, this entrepreneurial endeavor. You've been asking for this job. You've been asking for this relationship. The question is, are you ready for when you actually receive it? And so with that being said, I'm, I'm reminded of, um, I'm reminded of a, you know, we, we always talk in church about um, the power of giving and we say, given it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. And what I love about that is a lot of times um, when we get what we're asking for, we get a bountiful blessing. We get even more than we could have ever asked. Right. Because that's just that's just how God works. And so I'm excited for what it is that he said for you. But at the same time, what I want to make sure we're doing is that we're ready for what it is that he's going to give us because when it comes you got to be ready to be able to not only receive it but able to do what you're supposed to do to make it happen and that's my heads up follow the headspace with dr mike show on all social media platforms at headspace dm we want to keep you up to date on all of our hot topics and keep the dialogue going even after the show we also value what's important to you and your community DM your show ideas to us on Instagram or Facebook. The next time you log on, you may hear Dr. Mike discussing the very topic or issue close to your heart. Mitchell, are you ready for the blessings that are going to be bestowed upon you soon? Listen, let me tell you something. I have been in a whole bunch of prayer and fasting and crying. Let me tell you something. However he blessed me, I've always wanted to be a person that doesn't ask for the blessings and not prepared. So the fact that you said that just now just confirmed a whole lot of stuff for me. So help the people, man. <laughs> Get ready, man. Get ready because it's coming. It is coming. So, Mitchell, you and I had an opportunity last week on Sunday. We had an opportunity to watch a uh, play at the Spotlighters Theater here in Baltimore um uh, featuring one of our drama ministry members uh sharon brown um who played the lead role tulu in that in that play and uh so for those that don't know um we, we we do meet before we go on air for a little bit and as we were talking we were like we got to have sharon on here because we just have to talk about i mean we got to talk about what we saw because there was a whole lot Mitchell, were you like me still unpacking things even almost a week later? You know, yes. I won't even I won't even sit here and lie. Yes. <laughs> it was so much. So I tell you what, we have, we have the illustrious Sharon Brown, who is uh was in the lead role of Tulu. <laughs> Sharon. Yo. Sharon. Oh my goodness, Sharon, Sharon, Sharon! First of all, thank you, you so are much. Are you sufficiently traumatized? <laughs> Maybe that first scene, that first scene had us sitting there like, oof. Yeah, mercy. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. It Sharon, was. First of all, thank you for coming on the Headspace with Dr. Mike. I think this is your first appearance on our show, so 
Hopefully this will be your last, but thank you so much for joining us. Um, how are you? I'm, I'm tired, <laughs> but I'm good. I'm good. You. Thank you. Pardon, pardon my voice. Just had a show last night and uh, have one tonight and tomorrow, which is we're closing up. But uh, yeah, I'm good. Okay. Well, we're not, we're not going to tax you too long. And, and just thank you for taking a few minutes uh, to slide on by today because we we just we were like, look, we got to see if Sharon is available because, I mean, first of all, can I just tell you, um, phenomenal. And I, I, we said this before, but this was, I, I really just want to say, those of you in Baltimore, if you get a chance, um, you have tonight and tomorrow night, tomorrow at what, the matinee, is the matinee show matinee. tomorrow? Yeah, two o'clock. You have two more opportunities to see this work. Uh, Katori Hall of Pea Valley fame. Um, so those of you, uh, we say that, but I mean, she was doing other things before Pea Valley. Pea Valley was the thing that kind of made her a uh, main, you know, uh, like we know her from, from that, um, but she's done a lot. And so if you're familiar with Katori Hall, um, you will understand that she approaches things from an unconventional way, but it's not very unconventional though. It really isn't, but it it's is. That makes sense. It, it, it's a it's lot in more. your it's in your face. Yeah, like she she doesn't back down. She's not going to shy away from that topic, and she's going to make you think about um, your 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 preconceived notions about whatever the topic is. She's also known for in the mountaintop or on the mountaintop, and um, Tina Turner the musical. She wrote the book for that. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for that great um, reminder about that. Very good. So um, Tulu is the lead character in uh, this work called Who Do Love? And um, so talk to us a little bit. Just I mean, you know, you, you I'm sure you've done um, synopsis and that sort of thing. Tell us a little bit about that. Like what what was it? What is it? Um, what, what can you tell us about, about the show? Um, so Tulu is the, is the main character and she is, uh, starry eyed and, um, you know, just the, just the way you were in your, in your twenties where the whole world is open to you and you want to just try a little bit of everything and you have this dream and you want to set out to do this dream and you're willing to get on board with um whomever that is to make that dream come true mm -hmm. and in this case her her love interest is ace of spades who is a travel and blues man so let me say it also takes place in the 1930s during the during the depression um in memphis tennessee and um so it's you know we're talking about that we're talking the blues the, the true crossroad blues and um that she's she escapes her family so there's some issues and trauma there. She escapes her family um, to come to Memphis, Tennessee and um, to, to follow her dream. And so she's advised by a hoodoo a woman named Candy Lady who tells her, you know, well, you can achieve your dreams this way, but you need to achieve your dreams this way by, you know, you, you need a man to achieve your dreams. So mm -hmm. let's Goo for him, let's hoodoo him into falling love with falling in love with you, so that the two of you can be together forever and and travel and and sing the blues. And it doesn't quite go the way she wants it to go. Hmm. Isn't that how life is? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Um. So all right. So this is that so there's a couple of pieces there first of all your ensemble was ex just as, i mean they were great uh, you all the chemistry was phenomenal especially especially given some of the um the things that had to occur as part of it right and and, and all that sort of thing as you're delicately talking around it no i'm not okay so there are some warnings to the show yeah. um there are some adult themes that's that's sure. a nice way to say it um, and there is, uh, what the program calls sexual violence. Sure. So, so that everybody knows what we're, we're skirting around. Yeah. But, you know, I'm going to say this, it was elegant. It was, um, very tastefully done. It was not, and, and we've all been to shows where we've seen it. I don't want to call it distasteful, but it was like, whoa, like, 
like hold on and sometimes you're even like do we really have to do that like did what was the point in that were we just doing that for the sake of doing it but you guys really walked a good fine line about making sure you still kept it artful and tasteful but at the same time we definitely knew what was happening and um and i want to i want to applaud you all for that um was that something that, that was intentional or is it writ is it even written to be that way or did you guys make some decisions um well, to kind of keep it tasteful when you're doing intimacy in the theater um it's it you know nowadays there are there's a there's something called an intimacy coordinator and so the so shows that show all of these um delicate things have people on there to say all right this is a this is a fine choreographed dance you put your hand here you put your hand here you do this you do that well we didn't have that because we're community theater uh -huh. so what made it um what made it more comfortable is that i knew i know mark from a previous show that that we did um and the um like pardon my cat because he's trying to get my attention so let me just give him the attention he wants. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I know, just keep it lighthearted. Um, so I knew Mark from a previous show, Nick, I just met, um, but, and then the fact that Rain Pryor, Richard Pryor's daughter does the, um, directs the show. It's like the whole, the, the entire ensemble is, is run by a woman. So mm. knowing that a woman was going to be in charge of this, made me more comfortable to know that she's going to understand if I'm feeling uncomfortable. Mm. She's going to know, she's going to ask me every step of the way, you know, are you okay with this? Are you okay with that? And we walk through it very delicately. Um, and so when it comes to that violence at the end of, of the first act um, with Nick, he is such like a good person. Like it, pained him like you could see like it pained him to have to do that to walk through that scene with me so the and i said to him the fact that it bothers you makes me trust you even more sure sure yep. like if it didn't bother him that would have sent a signal up for me sure um so yeah we we walk through those scenes very carefully and um and every Every night when we do the show and during intermission, I go and I hug him and I'm like, and I tell him, I'm fine. Just, sure. you know, it's okay. You know, I'm good. Let's let's leave it on the stage and keep going. Good for you. So you worked with you talked you mentioned uh, Rain Pryor. Like she is uh Rich the Richard's yes, everybody, the Richard Pryor's the Richard Pryor's daughter. So if you're thinking, yes, that 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 Richard Pryor. Mm -hmm. um, what was that like? I mean, first of all, she's first of all the fact that she lives in Baltimore is kind of dope because you know, <laughs> we have access to her here, so I think that's great. But what was that like? Oh wow. Okay, so the only reason I auditioned for the show was because her name was on it. Okay. And um, and I wasn't going to do it at first because I'm doing another show. I'm in rehearsal for another show right now. Right now, yeah. And um, so I'm, I had already committed to that show before this one. And um, so, yeah, the rehearsals were acting masterclasses. Wow. I can acting masterclasses. I mean, she, she met us where we were <laughs> and said, okay, I need to bring, I need this out of you every rehearsal every rehearsal so it's like i feel like i've just really grown from working with her um yeah it was it, it was amazing and so it's like i i you know i started the rehearsal or like initially back in august i would say to her well you know i haven't had any acting lessons i don't i'm just kind of doing this i'm not really sure and she's like don't worry about that just put that over there we don't we don't care about that I got you. Very good. I, I, you know, it's always nice when you have a director who is willing to meet you where you're at, and 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 also the fact that I mean, some of that, you know, of that stature, having confidence that they're they can attach their name, you know, to this show and and be confident in your abilities. I mean, that's that also speaks that speaks to 
who you are as a, a performer. So I um, definitely want to applause you for that. Um, Mitchell, did you have another question that you wanted to ask Sharon? Because I, I, I know I'm hogging it. I did. So in the show, there is, um, I'm not going to give any spoilers, but in the show, there's a certain character um, that if not looked at correctly, ministers may have a problem with. I said, if not looked at correctly. I said, if not looked at correctly, because you, you know where I'm going to go with this. Got so it. what was that like, right? Like you are a part of this church, right? Like we, we know you, we love you, whatever. But you're playing, you're in this show with this character who ministers would have a problem with. Like, what was that like for you? Like, did you, did you take it with a grain of salt or did you look at it as like, so this is really happening and this is what the show is going to show. And if they feel a certain way about it, they're just not ready. Like, what was your thought process behind that? Well, you can get past the first scene, then, you know, you're just willing to take in whatever we're going to do at you. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm reading this and it actually, yeah, even we in the show are still unpacking everything that we're seeing every every show, but um, it's it's I've known people like that, um, and and people know people like that who use the Bible to justify everything they do, and. So that's where you have to know the word for yourself. You have to come in with when people approach you with, well, I, you know, God said this. And I'm like, really, where, where did he say that? Um, I was, um, before I found Mount Pleasant, and I hope the, the noise isn't bothering me. Um, before I found Mount Pleasant, I was going to a couple of churches and I sat there with the with the pastor and I'm like, is that's not in my book? What do you what do you where did you get that? How'd you how'd you find that? Okay. I'm not coming back here again because that's not that's not right. And so you you that's so that character, um I think Katori was making a commentary on 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 him as a whole person and what he represents in the theme of religion, religious people, the Bible and and you know all of that. I think that's good because it looked like I know the play is set in the in the 1930s, but what me and Dr. Mike were talking about on the way, I think on the way to the car, aside from the fact that we had to like, you know, collect ourselves. <laughs> but we were talking about that, like, even though this is set in, you know, 1930s, this is still happening, like, right now, right now, like, present day. So I just wanted to get your opinion on that, because it's like, dang, did we ever move to a point where we got where we've gotten better with that kind of thing? Or, 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 or have we moved to a point where now we're just better at covering it up? Mm. I might... I think we're just better at covering it, honestly. Um, so I agree. as you're asking the question, I was thinking, you know, how effective would this have been if the play was set in modern day? You know, um, with we've we've become so used to these concepts mm -hmm. um, happening to people, happening to other people, happening to you. And it's just like, oh, okay, it's just this. There, I guess there's no shock value in it, but if you put it back in the 1930s and realize that it's always been happening, it's happened to your great grandparents, it's happened to you know those people, like it didn't just appear and disappear. Um, it's still going on. So yeah. Um, the the shock, the awe of it, and the, particularly in a space like Spotlighters, that is it's theater in the square, and it's small. The theater only seats sixty people, I believe. And last night when we did the show, there was a woman sitting right next to the bed, and 
right? And I'm I'm looking at her like, um, hey. you might not want to sit in that seat, <laughs> but she was right there and she just got, you know, full view of everything that was going on. So, um, yeah, it's, um, and she came back after an admission. So that was a good sign. <laughs> well, that That's definitely a good sign. Some, cause wow. some people don't some really people don't. Yes. Really? But yes. We've noticed that, you know, we'll have a certain number in the house before intermission. And then after intermission, the number's gone down. Mm -hmm. They, they, it, it was too much, I suppose. But so I guess I would ask the question of, and I, maybe you can answer this, and maybe it's not. I guess it's a question for actually the both of you. Um, do like with that sort of thing, and because it's still kind of happening, and I guess we've gotten better at covering it up. What do you think people's psychology is behind that? Like, do they market as, oh, we need grace, people are going to be people, or do we just lack accountability? In in essence of what the question is. Um, so let me ask for clarification. Are you asking like biblically like, as a Christian with the character like Pastor Jib? Um, mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I think it's a com I, I'm, I personally think it's a combination of all of what you're saying. Um, you know, when people get called out, sat down, and so forth, um, there's a choice that, that goes on. You can choose to really change your life, really change your life, because there's a line in there um, that Tulu says to her brother, um, you know, it doesn't look like you found God the first time. Mm. You know, it's like, did you really find God the first time? Or are you just playing church? So um, there, in that moment, you sit down and you have to think, Okay, so am I playing church or am I really who I, am I really representing the God in me through my actions? And that's where you make the change or you don't, or you get better at covering what you're doing to continue doing what you're doing. Mike? Well, you know, I, I, I want to say this, you know, because I know there may be some audience members who are just wondering what exactly are we talking about? And, you know, without, if you're not familiar with the show, which most of our listeners probably aren't um there is a situation that is brought to a light about a um just a um there is um some irresponsible um relationship dealings between family i guess you can call it incestuous right um between um relatives of the main character let's put it that way and you it becomes very clear early on so it's not like i'm really spoiling anything like it becomes very clear i mean very clear as soon as but even when you see it it's you yeah. know it, you're, you're I, I could tell you what the entire show is about and yeah. it doesn't it still will affect you when you walk in absolutely absolutely and so with that the question becomes there here's this person who who is the man of god right you know a man you know i said the man of god man of god you expect this you expect this um a certain level of um piety you know there's this this higher level of you know responsibility and accountability and then you start seeing just how much of a man this man of god is right and um the good the bad and the ugly of it and i think that that's what i appreciate about what you all did um you didn't um demonize him right but what you did was you showed him as just that a man right and it's not saying it's right what he did but then you also understand that you know like many men we are the victims of what we what we had as examples you know that's one thing i i, I remember my dad and both of you know my dad um one of the things we we were sitting around one day and we were kind of laughing and joking about as kids how you know they you know they used to discipline us and, and that sort of thing and we were like you know dad was rough you know blah 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 and we laughed about it for a little bit and then my dad got real solemn and he said you know we did the best we could with what we knew and that immediately was what i picked up after watching that this man didn't know any different right he didn't because there were other things he was participating in he didn't he didn't know any different. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that's the what's the what's so, right? And that's what I picked up on. And, and the same for Tulu, because Tulu accepted it. 
but she didn't, but she did because that was what they knew back then, right? That was that was what they knew. And so um, a lot of themes, we could probably spend hours upon hours diving into this. Um, but, you know, the three of us are lovers of theater for this very reason, that I think that anybody who really was trying to be present to the show could see how it wasn't just me watching something happen in the 30s, but this was easily 2022, right? Uh, matter of fact, we're seeing this played out. You know, we're seeing this this played out even now as we watch the news and that sort of thing. So um, bravo to you all for, um, for what you guys did. And if you ever get a chance, um, I'm, I'm gonna post this up here. So uh, those of you who are in Baltimore, who do love, um, you have the last weekend um at spotlighters theater feel free to do that and then um sharon you are and we don't have time to talk <laughs> and i will let y'all in on something and then we got to take a break and let sharon get her get herself together so <laughs> i was this close to auditioning like she really was trying to convince me to just audition and it wasn't necessarily guaranteeing me a part but it was just the, the whole process of audition <laughs> I was really this close to <laughs> I was really this close to auditioning, and I just did not have the capacity or the bandwidth to be able to do it as much as I wanted to. But um, I am looking forward to you going. You're doing Shakespeare. Twelfth Night is a Shakespeare um, is a Shakespeare work, and so we'll definitely probably have to have you on soon to talk about that. And maybe you can bring some of your other cast members to kind of talk about that. Um, but um, you're you're in a production for that, and that um, opens what the end of October. Yes. Wow. Two weeks to memorize my lines. Girl, you are and you gotta do it, and you gotta do it with a British accent. <clears throat> yes, I do. Um, but I'm quite used to doing the accent. I've been doing that for years. So come on, dialect. <laughs> come on, dialect. I was here for it. <laughs> well, Sharon Brown, thank you so much um for taking some time with us. Thank you for all that you do. You know you mean the world to us both. And uh, we definitely send our love to the cast, please. Um, matter of fact, I became friends with a couple of them on Instagram even after Sunday because I was just like, I want to be connected to y'all because y'all are just awesome individuals. So um, you don't have to run me their Instagrams because yeah, we're gonna have to do that. Yeah, we'll have to do that. Um, but anyway, thank you so much, Sharon, and uh, break a leg tonight. Thank you, thank you. All right, everybody. thank you for inviting me on. If you let me know a little sooner, I probably would have had couple other cast members on here as Absolutely. well but if you want to do an entire show talking about hoodoo we're we're on board sure sounds good and Thanks. be on the just real quick be on the lookout for there might be something going on during the juneteenth weekend Ooh. juneteenth weekend i may want to play along for that yep okay all right <laughs> bye, bye. is filled with polarizing topics that land most people on one side or the other. The Headspace with Dr. Mike team isn't afraid to take them on. Monthly, we will invite people on both sides of some of the most controversial topics from the serious to the silly to debate their positions. We look forward to charged discussions that will inform and entertain. DM your head-to-head -head show ideas to us on Instagram or Facebook at Headspace DM. Mitchell, we're going to have to audition for something at Spotlighters Theater because you and I both have so much time that we can... Uh... <laughs> just a well of time that we can just spend frivolously doing anything that we would so please. We have so much time on our hands, but oh, I, I will tell you, um, there is something for the idea of community theater. I think community theater is a great concept. You know, a oh, lot yeah. of times we talk about those shows that they see on Broadway, and and that sort of thing but they start well actually they start at your level you know you're in high school i mean even though you are at a school for the arts right but i mean i i got started in acting actually i got started in acting in the church and then um i went to a high school that actually had um had it you know that community theater is just great because you have folk who it's not really their livelihood like they do something else and they're just doing it because they're passionate about their passion stories but and, also I've also seen that from community theater, people, there are people that are, there are higher ups that sometimes come back to give to community theaters. And that are people that from community theaters make it big, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, 
I started my like my school school for the arts is not where it started for me at all. Sure. Like school, I think Mount honestly, I would say Mount Pleasant is where it like started, started where I was like, okay, this is cool. I'm gonna start getting into it. And then shameless plug, I started doing arena players, met some people who worked with some higher ups, and then was like, you know what? Yeah, this is what I like, this is what I like doing. Got to high school and realized I wasn't gonna do it as a <laughs> got to high school and realized I wasn't gonna do it as a career. But nevertheless, I'm, I honestly can say I'm still just as passionate about it, um, even if I don't do it as a career. Well, first of all, um, Kevin, Dr. D, with a show be streamed, I really, ah, man, I know you would love to see it. It is not streamed. Um, and I can't even recommend <laughs> go out on YouTube or something and look for a production of it because I don't know what you'll get <laughs> because of the content. Um, nature of it. it it's it can be pretty raw but i i wish you did get an opportunity to see it the one that's here in, in baltimore because it was it was fantastic and um but secondly i do have to tell you all mitchell is a phenomenal phenomenal actor but i um stand in agreement that you know if it's not for him um to do as a profession that's fine i still think that he is still going to be actively engaged and, and that sort of thing in it. Uh, matter of fact, he does things for us definitely at Mount Pleasant. So there's that. But um Stay anyway. speaking, of, speaking of theater, since we're doing shameless plugs here, Baltimore School for the Arts is having a production of a musical called Peter and the Star Catcher. It's an off-brand version of Peter Pan. I'm in it. You should come see it. Yay. When is that? November. The first week in November, that Thursday, that Friday, that Saturday. Uh, and the second week in November, also that Thursday, that Friday, and that Saturday, showtimes are coming soon. Well, I'm sure you'll get us more information about that. Kevin said, you know that I took drama in high school and I started to fall in love with theater. Kevin, I believe that. And I bet you are awesome. And keep on um, keep on doing it. I know that, that Denver has several different um, community theaters that... Um, a matter of fact, I had a, a, one of my best friends um, actually was he did uh, Dream Girls and then he did something else um, with them. I forget which uh, which troupe it was, but um, nonetheless, yeah, I believe that. Wow, very good. Yeah, definitely. If you guys get an opportunity to be engaged in in, in, in um, community theater, by all means, do. We need it. Um, in order for us to have Broadway productions, it has to start somewhere, and community theater is a great way for people to um, kind of get get it started. And it's accessible. You know, it's one of those things where you know, you know, Broadway Broadway tickets are pretty expensive, right? And um, so community theater is a lot more reasonable. I think what we we ours was twenty five dollars, and if you catch the the matinee, sometimes they even have them for cheaper. Um, so um, definitely, 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 definitely try to catch some um, community theater and being oh, and by the way, you can be engaged in community theater um, and not act like. They need people that help with the sets. So if you have a handyman like characteristics or handy woman characteristics, if you are technology prone, like you really like technology or media, they need people to run the sound, to set the lights, to run the lights, to, you know, change out the sets and stuff. I mean, there's so many things that you can be engaged in. So um, I definitely, definitely appreciate that. Um, Mitchell. Hmm. I have a question. I have an answer. Submarines. You, you're familiar with submarines, right? Like submarines, mm -hmm. the military boats, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. There is a Russian submarine that is armed with pretty major nuclear warhead. Mm -hmm. That was not too far from the coast of uh, Alaska, I believe, or Arctic Circle somewhere. People can't find it. So what's the question? How is that possible? You want to know my answer? Yeah, I do. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. How do you, a whole submarine full of weapons is missing. Oh, yeah, it's missing. It's it's missing. So I'm not sure how that's gonna work. But, um, it's it's yeah. Russian, so yeah, I don't know. Everybody, we just gotta pray for you know, we gotta pray for just our world right now because it's a whole let's, lot going on. Let's pray they find it because we don't want to find it involuntarily. 
Listen, I, yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't know. We don't need to find that involuntarily. Because if we find it involuntarily, we're going to have to rebuild some structure. North Korea's flying missiles over Japan. It's really a war. It's really a war zone out here. Russia Russia. does hold the people. Ukraine, they try to take, and then they they found, um, you know, the Ukrainians have gone back into Russian occupied space and they found mass graves and oh, and then China's threatening to take over Taiwan again. Like y'all, this is pray for our world. Just pray for our world. Because it's really a war zone out here. Literally. But you know, there's going to be wars and wars and rumors of wars. True. So, anyway. Nonetheless, let's just pray for our world, y'all. Um, a lot. Yeah. Take a quick break and pay a bill. Focused on photo, versed in video. For any media brings visions to life from headshots to family shoots, casual candidates to structured scenes. Our team can provide whatever you need. In Baltimore, you may have seen us at local events such as the Poly City Tailgate or the Randallstown Romp. You can find us on all social media platforms at the number four, Any Media. For any media, for anything, contact us so we can create. One of the things I was I wanted to ask you about is, um, and we were talking about this, and I think this was very important, uh, apropos for what we were talking about with Who Do Love, is this idea of accountability. Um, uh, and the reason why I said that was because I was in a meeting with um, some leaders, um, and we we the word accountability came up, and and as the word accountability came up, I. Th- feel like different people have different definitions for what exactly accountability means. And, and the reason why I say that is because based off of what I felt that accountability was, people aren't really willing to accept it. So I guess I'm going to ask you, Mitchell, what exactly, when you hear the word accountability, what does that mean to you? Accountability, um, in my personal and general definition, of accountability, holding someone to their actions, right? For every action, there's an opposite and equal reaction. That's fine. Um, And I think accountability is directly reflective of consequences um, in that nature. But accountability essentially is holding someone to what whatever it is that they've done. And accountability sometimes doesn't like I don't necessarily want to say accountability is a bad word, um, but accountability can be good and bad. Holding someone to a good action, holding them accountable. Hey, you did that. Good job. Or, hey, you did that. Chill out. Mm -hmm. To me, to me, I feel like it could be either one. Um, But. Calling someone out. On whatever. Hmm. That's that's the general definition of it for me. So why does it seem like people really don't want to be really called out on what they've done or what they've said? Or does it seem that way to you? I will say it does. And I will tell you why I think that is the case. I think people don't want to be called out. Um, Bear with me. We as people sometimes have a really bad struggle of being called out because we already feel a certain way about ourselves. I feel like I feel like it starts inwardly. So it's not it's like when somebody calls us out, it's not the fact that we don't it is the fact that we don't like to be called out, but it's the fact that we also have to deal with the battle that we are already facing where it's us versus us. Mm-hmm. So it's you not know, I, necessarily- I like the I like that you said that because I think that 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 may be it. And I think that answers some of the questions I had is sometimes we don't want people to call us out on something, not because we don't think that they're right about it, but because they are right about it. And that's forcing us to look at it. I mean, how many times, you know, I I go back to my weight loss. um, I go back to my weight loss journey and there were times I wouldn't get on the scale because I already knew what the scale would say. So why am I going to get on the scale 
and let the scale tell me something that I already know. And then get mad. And then here's the thing. When I get on the scale and it tells me what I already think I know, then I get mad at the scale for telling me what I already knew. Mm -hmm. And it's not that the scale lied or the scale was trying to make me feel bad because the scale was only just giving me a representation of what was there. But yet I was mad at the scale. Yep. And so I guess accountability is like, well, because I, I feel like, you know, we have we have a lot of this saying, and this is this is this new age type coming through, like only God can judge, right? Um Mm-mm, I think that's not even that's not even that's not even scripturally right. I hate that phrase. That's yeah. not even scripturally right. So the fact that people say that, um I have grace for them, but I'm also like, stop. Yeah. Like, stop, because yeah. that's not even scripturally proven. Yeah. 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 I mean, at the end of the day, you look at the ministry of Jesus. Jesus, while he did things in love, he did he did acknowledge what people did. I mean, let's keep it real. He acknowledged what you did and you may not like it, but it is what it is. But it is what it is. And so we have to figure out what that looks like. And I guess for me, I always just wonder, all right, so what is my role then? For instance, as your brother and you're my brother, if I'm seeing something that's out of line, right? Now, I, I think that there is something for communication competence where you recognize that if I bring something up in this moment, is it really going to be received in the spirit by which I want it to be received, right? right. So I think that that's something that always has to has to come about. And so I think there is a level of, dare I say, finesse or a level of timing, right? You know, that, you know, you know like, go I ahead. Feel like it, I feel like it also goes back to how you how you pull a person up mm. so let's let's look at it right like let's let's look at how let's look at how jesus did it right jesus like to me jesus is my example for everything and mm-hmm. it's not just you know how example to live but jesus was my example of how to have a conversation mm-hmm. he was my example of how to improve my social skills because he's jesus but my thing is when jesus pulled somebody up he never made them feel less than he just addressed the problem. Mm-hmm. And the reason why he addressed the problem in this instance was because he's the solution. Was because he himself was a solution, right? So if we know that we're about to address a problem, we as a person can offer help or offer solutions to that. Mm-hmm. This, is the way, this is the way my mind is set up, right? Like if we are going to address a problem, you can't just address a problem and leave it. Because if you address a problem and leave it, Sometimes people don't know how to solve their own problems. So you got to come up with a way to be able to, hey, this is happening. I don't agree. But if you feel this way or if you look at it this way, this would be a more healthy solution for you. And of course, sometimes the solutions are merely suggestions. You can't force anybody to do anything. But here is problem, solution. That's how I look at it. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's right. And I think that um, also, too, with that, you know, there are standards, right? And I think for me, the issue that I've always had issue with is, is those of us who subject ourselves to ministry, right? And we're in church. I feel like they're the ones that are the worst when it comes to wanting accountability. Unfortunately, right? they are. Like, seriously, like, it's like, but really, like we we so we just gonna just do whatever we want to do and call it okay. Let's be real. Positions, and I'm not before I say what I'm about to say because you folk like to get on my generation that we don't like titles and we don't like honor. That's not true. <laughs> what I'm gonna say is this: I am not denouncing title by any means. I am not denouncing title or anything because there is a standard that you have to follow. I'm not denouncing that. What I'm saying is a lot of ministers. Um, or people, let's I'll call them people of the cloth, right? Uh, people in the pulpit, their position sometimes gets a bit a bit personal. Mm. And I feel like to some extent, with their position, especially and don't be and don't be like under them and you're trying to call them out, or you see an issue and you're like, hey, you know, because it's like, well, you're you're under me. I can, I have the, it's pride is really what it is. Hmm. I don't need to explain it. I have one word for you. It's pride. pride. And so it's addressed. And if 
you are, are in pride, that's not just whatever you did. That's also a heart check because now you're dealing with the issue and the pride behind the issue, which probably caused you to make the issue. Mm -hmm. Lord have mercy. We probably could talk forever and ever about that. But I think that yeah. um, you know, one of the things that did come up when we went to that play was just that whole idea of accountability and who is holding who accountable and do we receive that level of accountability? And I'm sure we would talk about it to the days to come because I think that um, we're, we're really seeing that play out in this day and age about the lack of accountability and, and even the day of reckoning that comes along with accountability. So anywho, thank you all for uh, joining us today. Wow, what an episode we had today. Wow, we, we covered a lot of bases in our, in our little time together. Mitch, yeah. as always, it was great to have you in the virtual studio again. Christy, at some point, she'll be back. You know, she was out gallivanting, you know, in Costa Rica with uh with her hubby and uh you know they were having a little vacation time but at some point they'll be back but uh we'll be back for another great episode soon so we wish you all that god has for you and then some may may you just be blessed this week until we shall meet again peace thanks for tuning in to headspace with dr mike we hope you enjoyed the show be sure to follow us on social media at Headspace DM to continue the dialogue with other Headspacers regarding today's show. Everyone is filling their Headspace with something. The question is, what are you filling yours with? Tune in next week.